Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Only the host can unmute your line. Raise your hand using star 2 so the host knows when you want to speak. Getting ready to go live on Facebook. We are now live on Facebook. I'll turn the camera around so that you can see Mark. Um, here's my, here's the dream team. <laughs> okay, Mark, do you want to go ahead? Psalm 79, 1 through 5. O God, the heathen are come unto thine inheritance, thou holy devil. And they defile, they have laid Jerusalem on heaps. The dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat, the bowels of the heaven, the flesh of thy saints, and the beasts of the earth. Their blood have they shed by water. Round about Jerusalem, and there was none to bury them. We are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and derision to them that are round about us. How long, Lord, wilt thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? And again, that's Psalm 79, is that right? One through five. Psalm right. 79, one through five. All right, well, yeah. thank you. Um, now, we're going to sing some uh, songs. Some, we're going to sing a, a couple hymns and a psalm. The first hymn that Mark wants to sing is Whiter Than Snow on page 313. Mark, you want to start that? Yes. I was an alien and death reigned within, sitting in darkness, walking in sin. In life eternal, my Lord did bestow. Jesus then washed me whiter than snow, whiter than snow, the beautiful snow. Wonderful story, can it be so? Tell me again as onward I go. Jesus has washed me whiter than snow. In this old nature, there's nothing that's good. I can't be perfect. Try as I would, only one thing I can trust in, I know. Jesus has washed me whiter than snow. When I have come to the end of the way, and the last summons I must obey, may I be able to sing as I go. Jesus has washed me whiter than snow. Whiter than snow, the beautiful snow. Wonderful story, can it be so? Tell me again as onward I go. Jesus says, wash me whiter than snow. Okay, let's just right across the page there in 314. Let's sing that. It's Hail Sovereign Love, and then we'll sing a song. 314. 
Hail, sovereign love that first began the scheme to rescue fallen men. Hail, matchless eternal grace that gave my soul a hiding place. But against the God that rules the sky, I fought with hand uplifted high. Despise his rich abounding grace to drown to seek a hiding place. Enwrapped in thick Egyptian night and fond of darkness more than light, madly I ran the sinful race secure without a hiding place. But bless eternal counsel and almighty love rest at men. I felt the arrows of distress and found I had no hiding place. Indignant justice stood in view. To silence I remount I flew. But justice cried with frowning face. This mountain is no hiding place. Ere long the heavenly voice I heard as a holy interior here. She led me on with gentle pace. With Jesus as my hiding place. Should storms of thundering vengeance roll and shake the earth from pole to pole. No flaming bolt shall dot my face, for Jesus is my hiding place. A few more rolling sons of boats will have me safe on Canaan's coast, where I shall sing the song of grace and see my glorious hiding place. Okay, the last one we're going to do is Psalm 37 on page 95 in the old school uh, hymnal, I mean, in the Psalter. Page 95, 37B.
we may be in it may be a it, it probably would be an input overload for us remember how when moses went up in the mountain he couldn't even look upon the lord could he and so um it was uh it's just too much he had to take it he had he had to take a veil and kind of cover his face up didn't he um because the glory of god and when he came down from the mountain his face they couldn't even look upon moses face it was it was so bright everything so anyway that's uh probably why god just gives us incrementally information and uh rather than just overload us with everything at once he gives us little bits and pieces uh, i said this morning i was doing my personal testimony which i wanted to update for everyone and you'll find that's available on facebook live personal testimony of what is going on in our lives and you're welcome to use that and share it with others if god would so see fit to glorify himself by showing how god brings certain events in our lives we don't understand what's going on but he does all these things to glorify himself that his name might be glorified he might be exalted that's why he sent moses to pharaoh that's why he sent joseph into egypt that's why he sent jonah to nineveh that's why he sent daniel into babylon that's why he sent paul struck him down the way to damascus jesus christ might be glorified and he might be honored i guess five if that's you walt um you can call in and i'll make sure that i watch when you come in and all and everybody's mic on talk she was unmuted except for um brother um john has muted his mic because he doesn't want to um doesn't want to have any background noise interfering with the program uh, so anyway hopefully brother walt will be joining us here shortly at six o'clock and hopefully he'll be able to call in um, and be a part of this program tonight um there's a lot of things that go on in our lives that um, are planned events by God but not planned events by us you ever thought about that everything is pre-planned by God she tells us that even the bounds of our habitation under his control even the bounds of our habitation everything that happens tonight on this program is under the auspices of god almighty you know, 
and so we can be a, we can rest in that knowing that whatever happens god is in control just sing that song sovereign love that first began scheme to rescue fallen man and Hail, massless, free, eternal grace that gave my soul a hiding place. Against the God that rules the sky, I fought with hand uplifted high, despised his rich, abounding grace, too proud to seek a hiding place. And wrapped in thick Egyptian night, fond of darkness more than light. Madly I ran the sinful race secure without a hiding place. But thus eternal counsel ran, almighty love arrest that man. I felt the arrows of distress and found I had no hiding place. Indignant justice stood in view, to Sinai's fiery mount I flew. But justice cried with frowning face, this mountain is no hiding place. Should storms of thundering vengeance roll and shake the earth from pole to pole, no flaming bolts shall daunt my face, for Jesus is my hiding place. A few more rolling suns at most will land me safe on Canaan's coast, where I shall sing the song of grace and see my glorious hiding place. Well, I don't know if something happened with Brother Walt. Um, so far, I haven't seen him trying to call in. Um, I could send him a message and tell him we're on live, waiting for him. Um, and I'll go and see if he's left me a message, possibly. This new talk shoe format is a little different than the old format, and it's been a while since Brother Walt has been on this new format. And sometimes uh, the new format is not real um, friendly to some cell phones, and we found that with Brother Ed Henry. Uh, he was unable to use his cell phone, um, and so see what we've got here. I've got do have a message from Michael. I'm not sure which Michael this is. Let's see. Michael Donahue. Okay. Sorry about that, Michael. Um, sometimes I forget other people are in different time zones. And so if I'm up in the middle of the night, I'll email somebody. <laughs> and it's hard for me to keep all the time zones uh, straight because, as you all know, on Facebook, we have people around the world. We have people that at 10 o'clock here, it's 10 o'clock in the morning there. So, um, anyway, let's see if Brother Walt's response here. 
this um, See if he responds to this email that I send him. Um, sometimes things come up, people's lives, unexpected. And one thing about it, you can never take the good Lord by surprise. Um, God cannot be taken by surprise. Isn't that good to know? I want to invite Lee Rogers. Carrie Triplett, ACL Francis Perez, Carrie Scott, Carl Crisco. Uh, all of you are very much welcome tonight to our Wednesday night worship time at the Pineville Grace Fellowship. A lot of people ask, tell me a little bit about Pineville, Missouri. Where is it? Pineville, Missouri is right on the state lines of Missouri and Arkansas in the Ozarks. Beautiful, beautiful Ozarks. And people ask, well how long does it get you how long does it take for you to get into the Ozark Mountains? And I smile and say, We are there. <laughs> We're li- we live at the top of an Ozark mountain. Okay. So if you ever want to visit Pineville Grace Fellowship, you're welcome to come and join us. We are planning a fellowship here in April of next year. And if God so opens the door, and we're going to invite some brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, We've already invited Mark Kennedy, uh, Ed Hendry, Walt Stickle has an open invitation. Chris Dermer has an open invitation. Sister Louise Greaves has an open invitation. Uh, Linda Freeman has an open in- invitation. Um, and uh, so we we all look forward to that. Paper where people can come here and enjoy the beautiful. Uh, scenery of Pineville, Missouri. We're now just getting ready to go into the most beautiful time of the year here. Beautiful trees are changing the colors. I just posted a picture the other day for you all. We were happened to be down in Arkansas, in Sulphur Springs, Arkansas, and I posted a picture for everyone to see of this beautiful area down here. And uh, Anyway, it was uh, quite a uh, quite an interesting uh, journey down there because uh, the leaves. There's lots of water down here. We have what we call Beaver Lake, which is a huge, huge lake, and it has about six state parks around here. And then there's a lot of state parks. Around we have Hobb State Park, Fort Smith Lake State Park, um, Horseshoe Bend State Park, 
Prairie Center. We have, of course, Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which is very well known for its beauty. Um, and then we also have just so many areas down here where you can go and so anyway it, it, I'm going to go ahead if uh, since it's now 10 minutes after 6 and I haven't heard anything from Walt um, which is not like him at all so something must have come up or he must be unable to access talk shoot for some reason or the other the disappointment but um, those things happen. <laughs> uh, we'll have to have him on maybe at another time that works better for him. Um, I'm going to continue to monitor the uh, the screen, and if he does come in, I'll try to bring him in. But tonight, I want to uh, thank Brother Edward Henry. He sent me the expanded version of his book. Um, I've shown you his other book, Greatest Lie on Earth, and he sent me his expanded. Look how thick that book is. It's a total, it's a total of uh, oh, over a thousand pages, okay, the documentation regarding the fact that the earth is fixed and not moving. It's not, it's not a globe. Uh, and there are over a hundred passages of scripture that validate the fact that the earth is fixed, it's unmovable, it's unshakable. God has placed the foundations of the earth under it, uh, and the earth is flat. Our whole lives we've been taught that the earth is a globe, and that it spins, spins a thousand miles at the equator and 66,000 miles it goes through space. And in reality, the Earth is flat. And on the top of the Earth, there is a dome, which what Christ calls in the first chapter of Genesis, the firmament. firmament. And this is made up of water. That's why it's blue. When you look up in the sky and you see the clouds, it's blue. Now, I want to set the record straight on one thing. Uh, because there, there is someone that's joined us. Uh, 562 is that Brother Mark or is that Brother Walt? It's Brother Mark. Hey, Brother Mark. Uh, glad to have you with us tonight. Brother Walt Stickle was going to join us, and I don't know if he's having problems getting in on the um, on the line or or what. I, we did have a real beautiful conversation yesterday. We spoke for about three hours on the phone, wow. so he was he was planning on being on on this evening. Uh, so I don't know if something's come up. Um, but I wanted to uh, 
let everyone know on Facebook, our friends on Facebook, that uh, I just want to make sure that everybody is aware um, because the word has gotten back to me. You know how things get out and rumors get started and one rumor gets carried to another and another and pretty soon it's, <laughs> you know, remember the old game we used to play, Mark Gossip? how you start at one end of the table and by the time you got the other end of the table what you started out with becomes a total different subject matter <laughs> okay hmm. but anyway uh, it's been brought to my attention that a lot of people have said or spreading a rumor that I'm preaching a different gospel because I am so adamant about geocentrism and that I'm making geocentrism replacing geocentrism uh, from the grace gospel, and that is not the case at all. Um, people often ask me, well, do you have to believe in the geocentric model uh, to be a Christian? And that's really a strange question, really, because really what, what the question is, is um, the question is, do you have to believe the Bible to be a Christian, right? In other words, now, I know that everyone doesn't fully understand the Bible. I mean, just in the last two years, this has been brought to my attention about the geocentric, uh, the fact that the earth is fixed. It's not a globe. It is a, it is, uh, it is a circle, but it is flat. But Here's my admonition and exhortation. Most of the challenge that I have been has not been from the general community of Christians. Most of the opposition to this biblical truth has been from people who, who, who describe themselves as Christian leaders, uh, who describe themselves as elders and pastors and reverends, and doctors and people who are supposed to be scholars. That's where I've gotten most of the opposition in this teaching, and I find that very interesting. However, the Lord is showing me that um, I have to be more patient, <laughs> okay? I have to be more patient and realize I wasn't given this information until I'm 64 years old. And so I think the reason that God just incrementally gives us information, like I said earlier in the broadcast, is that he knows that if he laid it all on us all at once, we probably couldn't handle it. What do you think, Mark? I agree. Yes, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. So, uh, so to my brothers out there who um, have taken it, to that point. Now, I will say this, that if a person is a Christian leader and um, they want my endorsement of their ministries and so on, and if they are out in the community, in the public, uh, railing against Scripture, in other words, if they're saying, you know, I, I can't go along with this, I had one pastor uh, actually say that as it relates to the earth being fixed and not moving, 
he was agnostic on that. I couldn't believe he actually used the word agnostic. Okay. Um, we are not to be indifferent to the scriptures. Um, and so uh, I want to read a good like something that we read many times. Uh, the 119th Psalm. Really interesting. I mean, I'm sorry, the 19th Psalm, not the 119th Psalm. Um, and we may, I may have, okay, the 19th Psalm, the heavens declare the glory of God. Heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit under the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping them of them there is great reward. Moreover, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Now, I've also found a parallel for a psalm that... that uh, has also been a blessing to me. I always like to flip it. You have the 19th Psalm, and then you have the 91st Psalm. So I want to look just briefly tonight at the 91st Psalm. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. 
but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. As thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, one of the other things uh, that's been, I just mentioned this to, to Rosette, for all of our friends on YouTube and Facebook and Sermon Audio, um, this has been a very uh, much an eye-opener for me uh, the last three months. Since all of this has been brought to the light regarding the uh, book, The Greatest Lie on Earth, Edward Henry has been a guest on the program several times. And he's talked about his other books as well. He's talked about Mystery Babylon, the Great. He's talked about Bloody Zion, the linkage between the Jews and what's going on in the statehood of Israel and that whole propagation of Zionism. He's written the book, The Anti-Gospel, which is a phenomenal book. Because it's really a summation of what Satan has been actively doing the last 400 years in the New Testament church. Um, and so, but the, of all of the books, I must say, Bloody Zion, um, Mystery Babylon the Great, the Anti-Gospel, even the book that he did on 9-11 uh, and the involvement of the Mossad in the bringing down of 9-11. Even with that, it looks like Walt has just joined us, uh, or I see Walt is trying to call in. He's actually, Walt has, is in the chat room, and Walt, if you can call in on your phone, that would be good, and I can bring you in to the broadcast. We've been anxiously awaiting your, <laughs> your presence, brother. Um, can you hear me, Walt? Hopefully you can. I can see that you're, he's viewing only. His audio is not connected, so uh, he is probably trying to uh, figure out how to access the call. There is a new phone number. It's listed in your um, it's listed in your email, Walt. Uh, the new phone number because now TalkShoe has a new program. The new phone number, Walt, is six zero five five six two zero four four four. And the uh, the um, 
you can just come in at that number and then put one in the pound sign, and that should bring you in if you want to call in. Again, the phone number is 605-562-0444. Again, the TalkShoe identification number is going to ask him um, you can hear me I mean I it's, it's this program is a lot different and I got an older computer so yeah um, but uh, I you can you can hear me all right because I'm just yeah. I got 
I'm using the mic on the computer, and if that's if it's clear and you can hear me, well, then that's all right. Yeah, you're coming through just loud and clear right now. Everything's fine. So, welcome aboard. Yeah, Let me just would, go ahead. Did, well, I I tried to call on the telephone, but I don't know why it won't take me on the telephone. But uh, am I doing something yeah, wrong? I just call that. I call that number. You know. Or, um, We've had some problems with this new talk shoe. Talk shoes changed their format and their platform, and we've had some challenges. Brother Ed, Edward Henry cannot even use his cell phone. He has to use his landline. And Kevin McHugh is un unable to use his cell phone. And so there's been some issues. So uh, we have. Well, well anyway, if you can, I, I can't hear you real good, but I I, I can hear you good enough to. Uh, communicate okay well I'll try to I'll try to speak up and and speak into the mic uh, yeah, I can hear you pretty good yeah I want to uh, welcome Walt Stickle a very good he become a very good friend of mine um, and you know we were just talking and last yesterday we had a really good talk about a three-hour talk and Walt Stickle is the person that actually really introduced me to um, even the terms of ge uh, geocentrism versus heliocentrism. And Walt, we do have we have a number of guests with us tonight uh, from Facebook. We have Asila, uh, Carrie, uh, Terry Scott, Carl Crisco, Luke Rogers. Uh, and a number of other um, people that have joined us on Facebook as well as on TalkShoe, and this will be on YouTube as well as on Sermon Audio. But I remember the first time Walt asked me the question, uh, did, I, did, do, did I hold to a geocentric or heliocentric model? <laughs> and I remember I, I, I said, what? And he said, do you hold to a heliocentric or a geocentric model? And I said, I don't have a clue what you're talking about, Walt. You're going to have to let me know what your the terms. And so Walt was kind enough to go through and give me a lesson on that. He gave a science teacher a lesson. <laughs> okay. And so uh, it's been a long time. A lot... A lot of things have gone on since then, but uh, I was sharing with the audience, Walt, of all of the books that Ed Henry has written. We've had Ed on the program many times, you know, and we've talked about his anti-gospel. We've talked about Bloody Zion and Mystery Babylon and even his book on 9-11. But of all the books, this particular book on the greatest lie on earth has caused the greatest amount of controversy why do you why do you think that is brother wall can you hear me can you hear me now hear you fine yes okay. <clears throat> well i think we got we have to go back all of us got to go back um i'll give you an example from my friend dave baxter who did get straight a's in college and uh, when I first met Dave, uh, we'd get into discussions about evolution. And, you know, because he was hammered, 
he was hammered in college about evolution. And, uh, and then I mentioned, you know, a, an unmovable earth. And he said to me that I said, uh, did, did you did they talk to you about, you know, heliocentric or an unmovable earth? And he said it was never mentioned. And one of the reasons it was never mentioned is it's like this. You know, there's many browsers that you can use like Google, Chrome, SeaMonkey, Internet Explorer. But your computer only has one default browser. And, uh, and we were born and, and we were born heliocentric by default. And the reason why they never, the reason why they never mentioned it in college is Dave's explanation is, you know, the heliocentric lie is so deeply hooked that they don't have to mention it anymore. Because the kids go to school and there's a globe in every room and it's just assumed in the subject of an unmovable earth, stationary earth is never even given an opportunity to the to the student. So you you don't even think about it. And I never thought about it until I was bouncing down the interstate in Illinois and I was listening to a lecture by Stuart Crane. He sensed past. He wasn't a he was more of a revisionist historian, you know. And uh, he brought up the two terms. You know, there's there's two theories. There's a theory that we go around the sun, and there's a theory that we're stationary. So that was the first time that I was introduced, or even it was brought up. And. Um, as time went on, I, I tried to talk about it every, every once in a while with people. People weren't rude about it, but it was a topic that really nobody was interested in, in, in sharing or talking about. And then when I met the author of Grand Design Exposed, John Daniel, he since passed away. You know, he expounded many, many times on sun worship, on sun worship. And what I find interesting about this subject is why people get so, I don't know if the word violent is not the right the word, uh, but they get so animated to question their default belief of heliocentric because most people haven't even questioned it. It's never brought up in, in school. And you, and you know, you know, the point I want to say when we're talking about this subject, you know, is um, it's mind control. The powers that be, this lie is so big. This lie is so big and it's been going on for 450 years. And they've produced, they've produced a whole nother science with heliocentric. 
In other words, we we got uh, NASA. You know, when I was 26 years old, you know, you know, and we we watched the moon landing, and we were told that we went to the moon. Never questioned it. But I have to say one thing about myself. When this was going on, I never shared this with anybody. But I I thought, you know, this isn't biblical. This isn't biblical. We're supposed to be flying. Now we're going to go to Mars next. But getting back to John John Daniels, you know, as time went on, I mean, I, I want to say something too here to everybody, because everybody's in the same boat, okay? We live in a country that is, we're, we far outreach everybody as far as propaganda. But yet the people in the country think that we're the only one that haven't been propagandized. We haven't been propagandized. But we lead, this country leads in, in, in propagandizing lies. And this is, I even did a website. I mean, I did a website because the reformers, if we went back during the Reformation time between Calvin and, and uh, John Calvin and Luther, and it was common. They, they, they called it in short, witchcraft and and calvin comes out i'm paraphrasing but it was, it was an act it was act it was an act of uh, it was an act of the devil the fact that you know in other words it wasn't a topic to talk about because most people can understand that water runs downhill but you know it's like this is that we can talk about this subject but I'm not going to teach anyone. The Holy Spirit that gives you that, you know, there's a difference between people that know the truth or lo love the truth. Because when you start getting into some of these subjects, like especially heliocentric, I mean, it's kind of embarrassing to realize that you that you were really, really into this. There isn't anything right. more there isn't anything more when you when you you think of it because we live in a time where like you went to college my friend got straight asian college and they never even brought this subject up but you see heliocentric is the is the root of evolution it's the root right and why it's so even to me what sometimes sometimes you know you know it isn't the lie itself it's how big this lie is. This lie is taught by every university and seminary and Bible college in the world. And and so uh, I wanted I wanted to bring out with John Daniels because of John Daniels. That's where my website comes from. The Grand Design Exposed. And uh, he was a lot on Reformation history, and I learned an awful lot through John. But John was a Seventh-day Adventist. And Seventh-day Adventists are heliocentric. I mean, they're, he they're heliocentric to the core. 
their religion does not work in a stationary earth because they believe right in their writings. Now, I'm not making this up and trying to a strike against or say something bad about the Seventh-day Adventists, but they believe that the Genesis creation was probably the last one, that there's other planets up there that have life just like us. See, and this is right in their writings. I, I have it up there on my page on, you know, but it, like anything else, we're talking about a subject is pretty broad. And if anybody's really interested, they're going to have to do their own research. You know, it's, it's not Walt Stickle. I'm telling you what the Adventists believe. And that's why Walter Walter Weith, you know, realistically, realistically, I mean, and I'm not saying this, you know, to, with with uh, anger in my voice or trying to, but they're sun worshippers. John Daniels, right. who tried, who was exposing this with me, and exposing this with me. I mean, we studied the obelisk, and we all, you know, you know, it, it, it's all sun worship. All, and, and by the way, most of it is. Most of it, most of it is. But, but what's interesting? Now, it, listen. It doesn't matter what you think on the shape of the earth. I mean, it's it's not a salvation issue, but it's part of the gospel. It's God's creation. Yes. And 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 it's something it's something that uh, is is we we've all read Genesis chapter one many many times, but Genesis chapter one, that blue sky today, I have blue sky here on the Oregon coast. I'm seeing the top of the dome. And I want to say one other thing. I want to tell you about a trip I took on the beach. But one time, the last, one of the next to the last conversations I had with John Daniels <clears throat> is I laid it out. I said, "There's two theories. One group thinks we we revolve around the sun, and there's one that are stationary." I've had this happen to me twice. So I'm, I'm covering a lot of ground here, but I had a, because of my website, I had a, a fellow that was 17 years old in 1945, and he was in the Hitler Youth, and he came to see me. He was a dispensational futurist. But what, what John and him had in common, he was here for four days, and I, and he stayed down at the Sunset Motel. And one day I gave him a book, The, uh, the Earth Doesn't Move by uh, Marshall Hall. And, move, you know, and I just give it to him. I just handed it to him. Next morning, it was a fall morning, met him at the motel. And he went, he went 10-8. He's, I was kind of embarrassed. He, he, I mean, the, the door was wide open in the motel. And he just ranted and raved about how silly this book is. Of course, 
lot of the waters went under the bridge since then. You know, God builds right. your faith. Right. You see, and so we we even went out, took him on a trip to the old Coast Guard point. We were out there, and I I said something about the Ice Age or something, because see, he believes, and this is a common belief. It's nothing new, that every day. Six day, the six day creation was 6,000 years. Every day was a thousand days. And you know, I said something out there, he went, he went 10, eight again. Now, there was people coming <clears throat> down the trail. So I, I kind of stepped it in, you know, because I didn't really know why I, I should be, I should counter react it. I mean, in other words, so, I mean, because I was being, it was, it, I, it was kind of a, I don't, I want to use the word violent, but I mean, well, it, his voice had it in it. I mean, he was really steadfast and how crazy this idea of a stationary earth is. Right. And I go, getting back to John Daniels, that story, I had this twice that happened. What's interesting to me is, listen, it's all right if you believe you're on a ball spinning through space at 66,000 miles an hour, spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, and that we're 93 million miles away from the sun. It's all right. It's all right for you to believe that. But it isn't biblical. There's not one verse in the Bible, not one. Ken Hovind was put on the, put on the, he was asked the question, give me one verse in the Bible that mentions a spinning earth. His answer finally, they, they, they asked him five times. And on the fifth time, he gave an answer. He would always dodge the question and go off in someplace else. On the fifth time, he said this. He said, well, the word computer is not in the Bible either. You got to think about what that answer. Got to wow. think. You got to make a decision on 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 that. But but it, he's not the only one. All the creation ministries, all are heliocentric to the core. So is the Roman Vatican. The, the, so is Roman Catholicism. And 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 so is Mormonism. And so is Adventism. They're sun worshipers and they don't, they believe that there's planets out there with other life on it. Now, when I brought this up to, of course, I want to say that when I presented this to John, he blew up like the German on me. The German did. He blew up. He said, don't you ever, ever bring this up again. Well, at the time, you know, you know, it's there's a difference between a small lie and a little lie. Give you an example: 9/11 and heliocentric. Same thing. The only difference between 9/11 and heliocentric is heliocentric is about over 450 years old. But but listen, 9/11 has got the same ingredients. There wasn't everything that you heard about 9/11. Now, I'm saying everything, everything we've heard on the media, it didn't happen. It simply didn't happen. Now, I'll tell you what happened on that day. Two buildings had explosions in them, 
<clears throat> and they collapse in their tracks and they turn to dust and they blew away. Buildings were 110 stories high. Now, I can't tell you who did it and how it was done. But the media told you. The media, and it's no different with heliocentric. It's the academic world, and they've they they hit that lie so many times, and then they came they came with us with NASA. No. And you know, I, I'm thankful that I have a chance to share this testimony because this is <laughs> just the other day, three days ago. I was down watching the sunset, and. Uh, I don't know how, but there was a couple there, and I, I, I said, I asked him, well, I think I asked him where they're from, and anyway, and he had a little accent and found out they were from New Zealand. Well, 15 miles down the beach from where we were at this China exit, there's a lighthouse, Cape Blanco. It's the furthest western point on the continental United States, Cape Blanco, and there's a lighthouse. And it rotates every 18 seconds. I found that out from a tugboat captain. All these lighthouses at one time, they they could tell which one they were looking at by timing the rotation of the blink. So I took them over and, and, and showed them. That's the reason I had drove down there that night. I was up, up the beach about four more miles, and, you know, but I couldn't see it. I looked hard and I couldn't see it. And so I went, I took this young couple out and we looked at it. And, and of course, the, he was, he had better eyes too, but he's seen it before I did again. But we've seen the lighthouse. And for some reason, you know, you know, as an older man being 74, it's fun to be around young people because kind of, you kind of reminisce like they're, you know, they're, they got a lot more energy and they, you know, it's, it's, it's they, they energize you. And I, uh, and I, I made the statement, I said, to, I, I don't know why, but I made the statement. I said, do you realize that this earth is flat? <laughs> and of course, I didn't get a, a negative. I didn't get a negative. They didn't, they didn't want to attack me like John and the German did. You know, nothing against my friend that's German because I'm half German and I'm not trying to be anything against Germans. But the difference between this couple and 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 the and the religious part of it, people with a little bit of Bible sometimes are the ones that God has the hardest. You know, listen, if you think on it long enough, you know, water runs downhill. But here I am, this is the first time I in the public went kind of vocal on flat earth. But I'm sitting in a perfect place. I'm looking out over the ocean. I said, do you, do you see a curvature out there? there? Ain't no curvature out there. And then I said, I said, um, you see that blue sky? What do you? Why do you think it's blue? And the young fellow said, well, it's probably getting a reflection off of the ocean. He was thinking, because I, I said, yeah, you're half right. I said, no, that's water up there. There's water on top of that. That's why it's blue. We're in an enclosed, we're in an enclosed dome. 
how do I know? The Bible tells us in the first chapter of Genesis that the sun, the stars, and the moon are inside the firmament. Now, the next thing I want to sh share with you that was kind of a testimony with me, when I used to go camping, when I was in my 30s and younger, up in the Cascades, you know, when it got nighttime and you laid out under the sun, the stars without any light pollution, it's, it's beautiful up there. And I used to look up there and all of a sudden, I, I, I used to explain it like this. All of a sudden, I got a beep, 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 beep. My brain might would overload because I was looking up in the heavens and there's no end to it. That's what I've been told, right? We've been told there's no end to it. God is, see, God ain't that far away. Not that far away. He's 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 got something to do with this light that we see every day too. But I can't tell you all, all the ins and outs of that. But that young couple were interested. I mean, and I even he told me he said, "Well, I still believe the Earth is round." I said, "There's nothing wrong with that. There there is nothing wrong with that. It's 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 all it's 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 the people that have doctor's degree in front of their name." See, when somebody gets a doctor's degree in front of their name, they're trained to talk to you, not to listen to you, because they're the authority. And one of these doctors that comes out of a seminary or a Bible college, they are trained. They are trained to talk to you. And when you can, when you question anything about them, they freeze up. They go 10-8. When you hear anybody go 10-8 on somebody because of the shape of the earth, you know, it's just the nature of man. It's, it, it, it's something to, it's something when you've been lied to all your life, it's, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, it is. That's true. You know, and, and, and so, so this, this last month, I always wanted to do this when my dog was alive, but I wanted to hike down the beach towards Cape Blanco. I was going to go all the way to Port Orford, but I only went halfway because anyway, it's 12 miles of unaccessible beach. And, uh, so I, my buddy uh, neighbor down here put me on the beach and, and I had a cell phone. So if I, you know, and I reported to him every night and told him where I was at. Oh, First yeah. time I did it, Took me three days to go 12 miles down to Florence Lake. And it was the beach completely changed after I left Bandit. Mm -hmm. The ocean is, is, is deeper at there. So it was a different beach and it, it flattens out in the summer because I met a local down there. I met I met three people in three days. Mm -hmm. And uh and for some reason, I mean, it, it was a real test. I, I, I have to share this because, listen, when you're 35, 40, 50, you know, you could, you know, the, on that first trip down there it was the second day. And I I was about ready to quit for the day, but I didn't have a place to to to, to uh, camp there in the sand dunes because of a bird called the snowy plover. So that's another story. But anyway. So I'm sitting there and I see these two young men come. I see two people coming up the beach. I didn't know they were men at the time. But man, they had poles, walking poles, like ski poles. And I'm telling you, they were leaving a rooster tail. I mean, they, they, 
they were taking big strides, you know, and I seen they were using these poles, you know, and I said to myself, I talked to him a little bit, but you know, I said, well, you know, Walt, they're, they're doing pretty good, Walt, but they're not 74. <laughs> I, I, that was the excuse I said to myself, see, but after they left, I, I grabbed a stick that was in the sand under some seaweed, went about another block and there was another stick and I started using those sticks. But I'll tell you something, it was the good Lord that was giving me inspiration because I, I was wiped out. I, I was wiped out. But when I seen those two men, those two young men, you know, I, you know, I, they kind of give me some of their strength. So I, I, I made it down the beach and I made it out on that trip. The next time I went, I didn't, I didn't, I, I forgot how tough it was because the sand, walking in soft sand, it's a reason why you got the two sticks is balanced because every time you put your foot down the sand's moving on you not 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 the earth the sand is moving okay that's and right so I, you, you know so i the next i oh, oh a couple of weeks went by and we had a weather pattern it looked good sunny skies you know and then, and i and I, I i i i i was inspired to do it again not only this time now this time I went down, took me three days. This time I did it, what I took three days, I did it in two days. So I was doing a little bit better time. But what was different about this scenario is when I camped the first night, I watched the sunset. Now that's the first time in my life that I've ever been a place where I lay down, I see the sunset, and then I get up and look over to the east and see the sun rise. And not only that, the moon, I don't know. If, I don't think it was full, but it was pretty. It was pretty bright. I mean, it was so bright and it was cold. I didn't measure it, but I've been told by reputable people. I mean, that that moonlight is ten degrees colder in the out in the open. It's shining, but in the shade, it's ten degrees cooler. And and it really was cold that night. That really was cool. But, you know, laying there on the beach and watching that sunset, and, you know, and, and I'm staying there by myself. And, you know, you think, I look out at that water and think that that water's balled up in a ball. You know, another thing I want to bring up too is one of the good things I said to these young people I said, do, do you know why they call it sea level? <laughs> you know? I mean, and listen, listen, we're a lot further down the road than we want to admit. We've had over 75 years in this country of hard, hard psychological warfare. And they went, you know, they pounded this country. And, and, and now with the cell phones, internet, movies, all these games and everything, they've made a there's a lot of brains out here that nothing but mush. And you know, and the fact that anybody that's been listening to me for the last 15 minutes that you're still listening, it doesn't hurt to listen. You know, I, I'm not trying to change anybody's belief, but I was laying out on that beach. I watched that moon come across and how the stars, you know, you know, you call it the light pollution of the stars as, as this moon came over the top. And by the way, this time of year, the moon and the sun rise almost in the same place. They crisscross. 
uh, you know, in other words, in the solstice of summer, you know, there, this moon is, is in, and then after the 21st, they start coming together. They start coming together and they flip flop. And of course, I never paid any attention to the moon. But let me tell you, that moon is making its own light. There is no way that that's a reflection off the sun. There's no way with with the with the you know God didn't. We, we do have a we do have a mind. You know, two and two is four. But you know that gets into the. But we we've had a generation, couple generations that that there's no absolutism. Right. I had a friend of I had a friend of mine. And I, I spoke up. He, he he said this a couple times, but he went to a church and he said it was a Baptist church. But they told him in this Baptist church that when somebody preaches absolutism, to run. And I I told him before. I said no. I said I I tell you I believe in absolutism. There's absolutes. And so that was the next day. We were talking i said to him i said you know yes we're gonna we're probably gonna disagree because i believe in absolutes and you don't i said i absolutely believe believe that the sky is blue and i believe that that, that god created the earth in six days and he rested on the seventh absolutely believe it see there's no authority as a Christian, there's no authority for heliocentric. Who's your authority for heliocentric? It's man. Why do I believe? I believe the Bible, the Holy, and listen, the Holy, that, that Genesis chapter one has been there. People have read that and read that. If you read that slowly, I mean, you'll see exactly. We're living in an enclosed enclosure. I can't tell you how big and da 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 da. But it's God's creation. It's not heliocentric. It's not geocentric. It's God's creation. God created it the, just the way you see it, and He only He limits He limits man to think that man he he can go to he can go to Mars or start going to you know. And you know the and the only thing is I think there's a lot of people, and I even was talking to Larry. I think it affects our behavior. Absolutely. He said, "Well, why 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 are you saying behavior? Because when you start seeing how big the lie is, there's t- you, you, listen if, if if you've been if you've been heliocentric all your life and never even asked yourself, you know, by default." You know, you know, you it, you just don't flip overnight. And I I'll say this about I I want to mention Ed Henry. Now, you know, Larry sent me an email. This guy's first name is Richard. We don't need to know his last name, but he's anyway. I even talked to Richard one time on the telephone, but uh, he sends me an email. But the greatest lie on earth. You know, I want to back up and tell you because this is this has really had been something to me when it how how God put these pieces together. Because before I ever met Ed Henry, twelve years ago, 
I got a married couple that live about 10 miles from here. And I went out there for dinner one night. And she says to me, do you believe the Bible, Walt? I said, yeah. You believe, do you believe it's flat? And I, I, I took her to Isaiah 40, 22, you know, this, you know, and I said, well, the moon is round and the sun is round, and, you know, and, and, and she started ripping off these Bible verses. I mean, just one after another, boom, 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 boom. And it didn't stop there. This is back in around 2012. No, this is more than that. It was, this was 12 years ago. It was 12 years ago that I've known him. It was way before this thing came out on the internet about flat earth. But, you know, I, 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 I just learned this today thinking about it. When somebody's giving you scripture after scripture after scripture, whether you, listen, you might have a little bit different slant, but you got no, when somebody's quoting scripture at you, I mean, you you you, you got to listen. And I and several times over the years, be, be, this is before the flat Earth thing come, you know, because they they never she's never been on the internet. I mean, they've seen the internet at the, at the library and stuff. But she researched that, and that article up on my page, Grand Design Exposed, was written by somebody that only used one source, Bible. That is over. There's, there must be over 200 Bible verses that refers to this and that, that refer to the, the building of this earth and the shape of it. And, it, and, and, um, and, and so, you see, I didn't know it, Henry, but all of a sudden, it was back in 2015, I think, when somebody went and some of these, and, and I do believe that the flat earth thing was was maybe the people that started it and kind of promoted maybe were some shills but god had a hand in it god had a hand in it marshall hall's book he says in the end times this this big lie will be uncovered and you know of course he never mentions flat earth so he never mentions flat earth and i was very skeptical myself but, you know, I just started thinking about it. And when you get people that say to you, don't you ever bring that up again. They're trying to put you in a box. Right. And if you if you if you go into that box, you will stop your thinking. Because we're not doing a lot of thinking on our own. I had an airplane. I flew across the United States in 1977 in a puddle jumper, a 150. And I never thought about thought about flat Earth, but I can tell you now, the horizon was always straight, and I can tell you that water runs downhill. And I can tell you about the Continental Divide in the United States. I've been up on the Continental Divide. They, they got a sign up there, and you know, and the, and on the west on the west side, all the water goes to the Pacific. On the east side of the of the continental divide all the water goes down and, and eventually it goes to the gulf of mexico you know, and, and so so in another thing i had an airplane <laughs> why, 
when you think about it, it's an, why is it called an airplane? Listen, the, the powers to be, the ones that are pulling the knobs, they laugh at us. They like this. They like this because they, they like this because this, 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 they, they realize, especially in, in our time, people don't use the Bible as a cornerstone of learning. And, you know, I listened to, you know, I listened to uh, Larry who had a testimony and talked about his dad. I've never met his dad, but I'll tell you, and I'm not, you know, and listen, his dad, Dale, he's not perfect. He's a man. But I'm telling you, he wasn't hit as hard with all this psychological warfare. He was not, he was not, I mean, they had a little bit more just common sense. And when you, when you understand, going back to the airplane seat, this is why if you imagine people are flying around on airplanes, why is it an airplane? Because it's, it's, they fly through the air over a plane. It's an airplane. It's right in our face. And, and, and listen, you know, why are these commercial pilots and everybody, anybody that's flying, I don't, I've, you know, you don't see the coverage of the earth. You don't see it. I, they lie to you. They say like the, like this uh, S bird, this bird S seventy one. You know, this real fast airplane in the seventies, a spy plane and stuff. It flew at eighty thousand. I heard one of the pilots say he seen the curve. He didn't see the curve. They've been up. They've been up to over a hundred and I think the record now is one hundred and thirty thousand feet, but not in an airplane. They went up there in a balloon. You know, and another thing too, I bet, you know, I didn't think about this and I'll bet the average person doesn't, but when you're flying in an airplane on a commercial at 30, 35,000, sometimes they can even go as high as 40. They tell you about the oxygen. They tell you about the oxygen, you know, in other words, if we do, that they'll come out of the wall, you know, and you're supposed to grab it and take, take and get some, get some oxygen right away. You know why? Listen, at that altitude, you can't breathe. You, in other words, and they've discovered this when they've climbed Mount Everest. Mount Everest is 29,000 something, but they call, I believe it's, it's 26,500 or something like that. They call it, that's the death zone. At 26,000, they've proven this scientific with doctors. The body starts to die. Now, people have climbed Mount Everest without oxygen, but the, in, you know, it's in, in other words, the, the, the ones that are in the best shape, but it's very dangerous, very dangerous. But in other words, it took me all this time to realize, too, you know, that's the reason why they have oxygen in those. In, listen, at thirty-nine thousand feet, you can't, you can't live. There, there ain't nothing to breathe up there. I mean, we take this creation and what we're living in right now. They have put us, they've like, give us Novocaine. And that we, our <laughs> minds are numb. Here we are flying around in, in jets, you know, uh, like the 747, you know, I mean, and the, the, new, the new A380. I mean, these are big planes. These are big planes. And, and, and in, other, in other words, 
and, and see, and this is another thing that I have witnessed with myself. You know, somebody wants, I, I've talked to different friends. We get to talking about this. We've talked about it maybe 50, 100 times. But the more you talk about it, the crazier it gets. I mean, I mean, this, this is like Satan laughing in your face. You know, and I, I, so, it, so I want to finish with Ed Henry. So, so Carol, you know, my friend who wrote this, uh, wrote this, this, uh, it's called God's Creation. It's up there. It's the number two button up on my webpage. But it was really interesting to me. And I still, I realize how God revealed how thick I am. I mean, I mean, listen, I mean, I'm going to speak for myself, but I ain't the brightest bulb in Bandit. You know, and when, when you start realizing how big this lie is, I think sometimes it overwhelms us. God has opened our eyes to something that the world and, 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 and the Bible tells us again, the whole world is deceived. In other words, a lot of people like to talk out into the future and stuff, but that, listen, the whole world is deceived right now. Big, big time. Big, big time. So anyway, now getting back to Ed Henry. Now I'll tell you, Ed's been good to me. I've, he, I've, he sent me some books. And, and one book that I first went through was uh, Solving Mystery Babylon. And I can tell you, the only, the only thing I will say on Ed's book sometimes, it's maybe an overkill. Every one of his books is written in this format. He gives you, he writes a little bit. And then you, he gives you source. He writes a little bit. And he won't write anything if he can't find any other source. Now, you might disagree with some of his sources. Okay. But what interests me about, about Ed I, the first book I got introduced to was The Greatest Lie on Earth. But the book that really kind of shook me when I, when I got a hold of the antic gospel. Because, see, if he was really trying for book sales, he wouldn't touch flat earth. But the truth is the truth. The truth matters. I... I I get you get I get people all the time. Or I, I, this this last couple of weeks ago when I was visiting, say I don't care what the earth is. I don't care. Well, well, truth matters because they used heliocentric to get their big bang, and and you know like Ken Hovind, I could say some nasty things about Ken Hovind, but listen, Ken Hovind is a gifted man. He's a I never met him face to face, but he's a carpenter, he's an electrician, he's a mechanic. I mean, you know, he he's a he's a but I really firmly believe that Ken Holman is deceived. I'm not you, you know, and only God, only God is gonna be able to open his eyes, not Walt Stickle or me saying a bunch of nasty things about Ken Holman. But I'll I'll tell you. You know, you know, he told Rob Skiba, 
you know, he told Rob Skiba, he says, he wanted the debate, and I'm just paraphrasing, he said, but he said, you know, you go, he said, you go down to Walmart. He said, you go down to Walmart and you get yourself a globe. And so, so, uh, so uh, Rob Skiba did. He went down to Walmart and on the back of, on the back, this is, this is, this is, this is what's on this. I'm fine. Excuse me. Here. Okay. On the, on the back, there's a warning on the back of a globe. It says globes are not meant for educational purposes, but only decorative purpose. <laughs> and now that's the truth. You can't, them pilots that fly from here to Australia, you know, back and forth, you know, they're, they, they fly in direct lines and they fly headings. Even the navigational maps, they drive, they, they, they fly from point X to point B and same as navigational maps in the, like my, I have a friend that's a tugboat captain and I've seen, you know, those those are all flat. You can't navigate to a to a to a globe. When I go down here to the ocean, look at straight east. Uh, Japan isn't. If I went due east, I ain't I ain't coming to Japan. But you know, it's it's not it's the thing the thing the thing that I I want I want to close with Ed is so when I got that book. When I got that book and that gospel, I realized that he was he was preaching the free sovereign grace, and he was exposing free willism. And he still took the time to write the book, The Global Lie. Well, you know, three days ago, I got a book from Ed, and the first edition came out, I think it was about 500 pages. I, the first edition, I got an old book, I think it's 550. But his expanded edition is a thousand pages. 160 pages of sources. And you know, I want to finish with this. I want, I want, I want to show you how Ed writes. Now this 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 is I think this is a new chapter he put in here, but it's called heliocentric Christianity. I'm reading now the book. Jesus warned his disciples to beware of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees, Matthew 16, 6 through 12. The essence of that doctrine is to replace God's word with man-made tradition. Mark Mark 7, 7, 13. Jesus knew that the worldly traditions of men would be used to turn men away from him. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Christ created this. In the beginning, Christ created the earth the heaven and the earth. God prophesied that his his warning would go unheeded. 
For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers and having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. As pro, now this is this is a, another pair. There's 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 scripture he writes, and then there's scripture. As prophesied, the modern churches have not heeded Jesus's warning. Modern churches have almost universally bought into the heliocentric myth. The Judaic superstition masquerading as science is the foundation upon which Satan has built false doctrines in the church. Heliocentric is Arminianism on steroids. Who, the, you see, it's all mathematical. It's man's, I, it's man's, how he thinks it is. The earth is spinning counterclockwise. That's what causes the sun to move. And it took me a little while to figure out where the, it's mathematical. I don't know that I can't give you the equation, but it's 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 traveling sixty six thousand miles an an hour, and where they come up with the ninety three million is because see I'm seventy four years old and I'm on my seventieth fifth seventy fifth trip around the sun. <laughs> and they come up. This this is all mathematics. It's all mathematics. He says the heliocentric fable creates a misunderstanding of God's creation. To misunderstand God's creation causes a a concomitant, a, a concomitant misunderstanding of the characteristics of God. God has shown man his character through his creation. If man has a misunderstanding of God's creation, he will have a misunderstanding of who God really is. Paul explains this in his letter to the Romans. And this is, I mean, this is so gripping here. To, to, if you read it and, and let the words just Listen to the words on the page. And this is Romans 1, 19 to 20. That which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of, of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And, and the bottom line is, is to, bottom line is God is sovereign. When you understand election and predestination, if God doesn't, what we do have, the little bit of knowledge that we do, I mean, the little, it's kind of like a wake up call. I mean, I'm 74 years old. And, you know, I have to, I, you, you have to, Come clean with yourself. You've been lied to. You you have it. I in other words, like the first chapter of the Bible, that is so clear. You know, the sun wasn't wasn't didn't come around till the fourth day, and the first thing he did create it was light. Now I can't tell you all the attributes of light, but it's the light of. I, I I've said this. I can't. I don't say this is scripture. But that light is the hand of God. We take light by itself just for for granted. There's there's electricity. There's all there's. I got a friend on the road. He's off the grid. You know, 
he gets he gets his electricity from from, from the light, and and and, and, there, and there's more to it than the sun. And 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 like when the sun is coming up to, I learned this from Ed too. I heard it. He explained this one time. When the sun is just coming up, I mean, you know, when it's not light, when it's just bearing, it's just starting. To, you know, you can't see it's not the sun isn't even coming over the horizon. The only place there's a shadow is under your car. It's coming straight down. I, I can't tell you exactly what I have some ideas, but that's that's just your ideas and imagination. And, and, and you, you, you think of what they have done. In other words, you know, there was a part of me that didn't want to talk about this when Larry invited me. But this uh, this is something that I see on a daily basis. I, I, you know, there isn't, I, I always use the hummingbird. I always use the hummingbird. Because the hummingbird is so, I had a chance, I had a chance to feed him uh, right out of my hand in, in 2007. And for about 15, 20 minutes, you know, God let me into their world a little bit. I was looking at them eyeball to eyeball and seeing their landing gear. You know, and, and how if, if each each if each day was a thousand years, you know, when God, you know, I mean, when when that hummingbird was created, he had to he had to have food immediately, and you know, and they eat, they eat lots of bugs too. A lot of times you're just thinking they're they're working the flowers, but they eat lots of little bugs in the sky. You know, they, you know, but anyway, this is back to back to Ed's book. I want to I want to read one other paragraph. It's on. Um, it's on uh, page eight thirty eight of this of, uh, of chapter forty three. But there's an awful lot to said in this, and you know, and 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 I thank God. You know, I thank. It's one thing that God has allowed me. I've never been envious of somebody that has a little bit, have a, has a little brighter bulb. You know what I'm saying? When I get around somebody that's got a little brighter bulb, you know, I I, I look at it as a as a gift. And in other words, and, and and I've always tried to ring them out. You know, and um, but this is this is a paragraph he, he says here. The Genesis account of God's creation is every bit a part of the gospel as it is the gospel of John. Moses wrote Genesis. If one does not believe that the account of God's creation in Genesis, how can one believe the words Jesus spoke? Quote, for had he believed Moses, for had you believed Moses, you would have believed me. For he wrote of me, but if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? One cannot truly know God except through the creation. God makes it clear in his gospel that the knowledge of God is revealed through his creation. The invisible quote, the invisible things of him from the, the invisible things of him from revealed through his creation. This invisible thing, things of him 
from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. To have a false concept of God's creation gives one a false concept of God. There are eternal consequences for being lukewarm about the gospel. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither hot, cold or hot, I will spew thee, spew thee out of my mouth. Revelation 3.16. In the last chapter of the book, I want to finish with what the last part of his book here. He says, many so-called creationists do take some Bible passage literally. But those same creationists limit a literal interpretation to those Bible passages that describe the fact of creation. When Bible passages reveal the specific nature of God's creation as a flat station at the center of God's creation, those passages are interpreted figuratively by the enlightened creationists. Indeed, many creationists caution their followers to reject out of hand and not even consider the evidence of the flat stationary earth. What does God think of that approach? He that answers the matter before he heareth it is folly and shame unto him in Proverbs. <clears throat> that Soren Cookgard uh, stated that there are two ways to be fooled. I have this up on my webpage too. One is to believe what isn't true. The other is to refuse to believe what is true. God states that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The so-called scientists that are pushing heliocentrism have been deceived and have in turn become deceivers themselves. They are fools who speak lies and refuse to believe the truth. For the wisdom of the world is foolishness, foolishness with God, for it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. We are abonished to keep the faith and not join with those so-called scientists to oppose God's word. He closes with, with 1 Timothy 6.20. Keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid vain battle. Avoid profound and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so-called, which some professing have erred, concert, er, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. And and I just I I uh, I. Uh, you know, there's a part of me that I don't want to attack anybody. If somebody, if somebody doesn't want to look at the creation, I mean, but everybody comes down a different stream. In my stream, I graduated in 1962. They weren't, I was never hammered with evolution. I didn't get a lot of Bible. I was raised in a Lutheran church. But I didn't, I mean, I never questioned creation. And when I got my, I had honeybees for 10 years. I used to go out in the spring of the year in April when the maple was flowing. Those, some of my, 
strongest hives would have three big boxes of bees just solid. When I used to pop the lid, they used to roll out of that thing like Niagara Falls. And I hear that hum, you know. And in 1977, I got into a, a honey flow that only happens, it doesn't happen every maybe 10, 15 years. I got 5,000 pounds of fireweed honey. It was water white. By the time I got it all off, it, it had some amber to it. But the first seven boxes that I took off were water white. And I used to, my my computer would go beep beep beep. I'd look in there and realize what was going on. And in 1977, I went up there with a two and a half ton truck, and 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 loaded it to its max. And all that weight was brought in by bugs. I had a two and a half ton truck that was maybe probably just a little bit overloaded, probably. All brought in by a bug that God created. There's, and, and, and the God, there's a lot of said about honey, the, the honey in the in the Bible too. But uh, anyway, I I, pre, I appreciate it. I appreciate Larry that you, you invited me, and um, it's something that I you know. And like I want to finish with Ed's book here just a little bit too. You know. This latest book is called the Expanded Edition. It's a thousand-page book with 160 pages of source. And and I want to say this one thing: I've been very cautious who I give 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 some of its books to. And one of the one of the reasons I'll be truthful is I wanted feedback. I give it. I give the books to people that I would know would read it and give me their honest opinion. And I have to say, I had one, the last person I gave this book to, I, th I thought it might have been too much because Tex Mars had wrote the entry to the book Solving Mystery Babylon. And, but anyway, he, he, he got into Ed's book on Solving Mystery Babylon. And, and he wrote me a nice email. He says, thanks for the book, Walt. No, actually, thanks to to Ed, because uh, the only thing about Ed sometimes that blows my mind is, you know, I I've researched some of this stuff, and too, and you, you know, I, you know, when you find, you, you know, like 9-11, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk about 9-11, but I'll tell you one thing about it, it's a lie, every bit of it, and the only difference between 9-11 and heliocentric it's heliocentric has been around for 450 years. That's the biggest difference, you know. And anyway, with that, Larry, I, I thank you for inviting me and, and letting me, uh, because when you live by yourself too, and, and I'm talking about, you know, we, we don't think like the world. I don't think like the world. I look at everything, you know, I, 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 I'm all of a sudden, the, the, and, and the thankfulness, and you, you you know, when God reveals some of this real truth to you, it's humbling. It's humbling. And I think of, you know, I think of, uh, 
like Ed Henry. <laughs> you know, he was raised Catholic. You know, he, he went to Notre Dame. He went to a Jesuit university college. But I, I'll, I'll tell you, if you took that book to a jury, any of his books, you took him to a 12, 12 person jury and let him read the book, you know, the evidence is overwhelming. Not, it, it's, it, and, and you know, I, I want to say one thing real quick about um, solving Mystery Babylon, you know. You're always, you know, every, you, you, you watch this video on, on the Illuminati. Oh, this guy's got a video on the boat Bilderberger. And, you know, on and on and on, see. But, you know, and, and uh, it's the Babylonian connection. You, 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 you know, I, I, I got it up on my website. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it. I'm going to bring it up here in a second. I, I want to read this. I want to read, read this. This is the key to all this false religion. You don't have, you know, I, you know, if, if you can understand this, you know, it, it, I mean, God reveals a little bit at a time to, to, to me. And I, and I made this, I made this, uh, uh, this, uh, it's on my page on Grand Design Exposed. And it's called, I, I got the, I got the Vatican on the left with the obelisk. And I got the U.S. Capitol with the obelisk. But in, after I read his book, after I read it, you know, I got up the top. The Babylonian con connection revealed in the Babylonian Talmud. The Roman Catholics, you know, I mean, at the higher levels, the Mormons, Adventists, you know, they're following the Babylonian Talmud. And that's as simple as it gets. And, and what's, what is amazing to me, and it's brilliant, you think about it. You can't, you can't say, you can't say the word Jew. Anytime you say the word Jew, you're anti-Semitic. That is the mindset that has been put on the world. They can't talk about the truth. Not only that, not only that you know, we're the only country, we're the only country. There's people that did years and, and are in prison today in Europe for just questioning the figures of the whole hoax or the Holocaust. See, how many people have really researched something for themselves? You'll see the different, these lies, they all connect. And the older the lie becomes, the, the more in, 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 the more entrenched, like a mold, it's like getting into a rut. Rut gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's why heliocentric. They don't even mention it in college. They got the line hook, hook, line, and sinker. They don't need. They don't need to talk about it anymore. And that's the same, same with 9/11. 9/11. It's been 18 years. 
it's been 18 years and we've got 18 i mean we've got it's already in our it's already in our history books it's not going to leave the history books but you know i want to leave this with this because it comes down to this you know this might sound when you start looking at these lies <laughs> i mean if it doesn't overwhelm you a little but you know you know remember remember it only i don't think that anybody could listen to as long as I've talked without the face of faith of Christ. Because you could not see what's going on today. And, and the more I see in world world what's going on in politics and Hollywood and movies and all this stuff, you know, it's finished. When Christ said it is finished, he is the way and the truth. And there's no way that people can see what's going out without knowing the gospel of Jesus Christ. You cannot understand what's going on because it, and, and it, it and, and, and I have so much, you know, I, any, any man that I know that's married, I mean, I, I lift them up continually because, because I'm, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a time, it's a time where, you know, it's you. You've got to know the solution, and the solution, the solution is, is Jesus Christ, the faith of Christ. And you know, another thing I want to share this with you too, Larry. We change as we get older. We do get a little wiser at a time, but I'm at the point in my life. Where I, I, I don't want to argue with anybody. I don't want to argue. Now, I'm going to give them their opportunity. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to compromise. But, you, you know, if they're not packing a Bible, if they're not talking about God, you know, you have to be the light. You have to be the light. And that light is Jesus Christ. Anyway, thanks, Larry. Well, Walt, I want to thank you for sharing your story with us. And I want to just take briefly, we have a number of people. I'm going to open it up. Does anyone have any comments or questions for Walt? Well, it sounds like that uh, Walt has pretty much uh, covered the grounds for us all. We've been, you, you've had our undivided attention, brother, and I want to thank you tonight. And I'm getting close to the end of the uh, talk show. Uh, Rick, did you have a comment? Yes. Um, um, hi, Walt. Sorry, Mark. Buddy. Um, I had a comment hi, of uh, my last last year i was taking care of a uh, uh retired uh, united uh airlines pilot his son that, that and um he had flown uh, 747 and i was using your uh stuff because on uh questioning him as far as flat earth and linear flying and the airplane and his 
you know, not not for argument's sake, like you said, as far as I don't care, I don't care as far as flat Earth or globe or anything, but but for the purpose of of uh, of therapy, because he had the dementia and he had first and second stage of Parkinson's. But uh, as far as his long term memory was concerned, I could say Eleron and and or misquote it, and he said no, it's it's pronounced Eleron. You know, and uh, and or how about geo? You know that geoscope in in your cockpit. This is in, or you know just putting stuff out there. And I said, now when you go into the Earth or you're flying, were you flying down because your one of your routes was Australia, right? Did you ever fly down or were you flying across to Australia? You know stuff like that. I wasn't getting being smart, I was just using your stuff for therapy, and it was awesome, because, you know, he lost as a goose in the windstorm, but he's a retired pilot, and it was just like yesterday that he flew, that he flew, and he had, he had dementia in the first and second stage Parkinson's, and it's still, calm. it's still, uh, you know, pilots are pretty much well-wrapped, as my wife would say, you know. And uh, so I just praise God for you know your research and your steadfastness and you know you know and and, and calling Larry and you know are you dizzy yet you know so I just <laughs> you know, I just want to praise God you know just 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 for uh, uh, just keep keeping on uh, the truth and so forth as far as uh, what God's word says about the the shape of the world and the rest of God's word for that matter so. I just wanted to comment on that. Well, thank you for that, Rick. Uh, yeah, did uh, did Mark Kennedy? Did you have any questions or comments? Nope, that pretty well covers it. I think Brother Walt got it exactly right. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, Brother Walt, we hope you have a blessed evening, and we appreciate your taking your time. We maybe we can do this again sometime and explore some other subjects, but we have really enjoyed having you on. We love you, and uh, you will be in our prayers, brother. And I'm, with that, I'm going to say good night and end this call. And with everyone on TalkShoe and Facebook, may the good Lord be with you. God bless. God bless. Good night, everyone. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.